Welcome to Mindset for Medical Moms. I'm your host, Courtney Given, fellow medical mom and life coach. I'm here to help you handle everything from doctor's appointments to surgery so you can feel confidence and peace as you navigate the ups and downs of medical motherhood. This podcast will share strategies and real life tools to strengthen your mindset and increase your emotional resilience. I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hello, beautiful medical moms. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy New Year, my friends. It's been a minute since I've been on a podcast episode, and I just took a break from work. I took a break from social media for the most part. I just wasn't really engaging in it. I wasn't really, I just decided that my mental health needed a break from all the things. And because I'm the boss of my my job, I have the privilege to do that. Um, in the last few months of 2022, I, 2020, also that year, but 2022, I had a few personal experiences um, that really put me through a lot of stuff. I was going through a lot of emotional changes, a lot of emotional experiences, and a lot of growth because now the way I look at emotional experiences is not the same as I did even a few years ago. And every year I'm growing differently. I'm evolving and changing. Like we are constantly changing. I think there's this idea, especially around this time of year, this is not what my podcast is about today, but I think I want to talk about it. Maybe I'll talk about it at length in a different podcast. But I think in the time of year for New Year's resolutions, it's like you have one year to complete this ideal part of you, right? Like, oh, let's get more organized or let's get our whole house organized. And if by the end of the year you haven't gotten organized, there's something wrong. And I've completely changed my perception of how I think about goals. And, um, but sometimes we forget that like, we don't have to have this like perfectly evolved way of being. And when you are open to growth in all different forms, um, Emotional experiences can have like the most profound impact on your life. And I know I'm kind of speaking vague. I'm not really going to go into the details just yet. I probably will, knowing myself, do a future podcast on all the ways I have experienced growth. But more importantly, the last month of the year really put into perspective some really important things that I want to do for this year, but also teach you guys about. And it's really given me a really good focus for how I want to show up as a coach and what my role is in the medical mom community. I've been really thinking a lot about what I want to share, what I want to teach, how I want to coach. And I've settled on this idea of whole person support, where we can look at the whole person of you, not just you as a medical mom, because I know that's what people come to me is this identity as a medical mom. But to like see yourself as a whole person and to really take care of yourself as a whole person. And I really want to provide you guys with some tools and support and resources to help you take care of yourself in all areas. And um, so, yeah, that's just a little bit about what I've been up to and what I plan for the new year. Um, I can't believe January is halfway over. It's my birthday month, so I always love January. It's just for me, I love the month of January, not just because of my birthday, but I love the refreshness of it. I love all the things that a new year brings. 
and I'm excited to go into heart month of February and talk about I have so many ideas for February so stay tuned for all the exciting workshops I have planned for this year and today we are going to talk about appointment frequency. I did an episode a few weeks back or a few episodes back I should say about appointment anxiety and I want you to listen to that first because I think it does help piggyback on this episode a lot but it's going to be a little bit different because sometimes um, we get appointment anxiety about showing up at an appointment like what is the doctor going to say what are these results going to be that's going to be what that appointment is about this appointment is going to be about handling your appointment load like how often are you handling appointments in different ways so let's talk about appointment frequency and jump right into it it is too easy for your brain to mistake that appointments are causing your feelings It's very easy to think that your appointment time, how many times you go to an appointment per week or per month or per year, create and control how you feel. But appointment frequency is a neutral circumstance. It is not making you feel a certain way. The reason why we believe this is because we are taught from a very young age that outside sources create our feelings. Other people's opinions are how we should feel about ourselves. That is something that is kind of drilled into us from a very young age. And so what my job is as your coach is to help you unlearn these patterns of thinking so that you can feel differently and show up the way you want to. In medical motherhood, most of us are feeling overwhelmed, anxious, lost. We have like a sudden change of identity. We are grappling for what that means about our future, about our lives. And I want to keep reiterating that one, your life is not over. Two, you can handle what comes next. And three, you have a lot more control over how you feel than you realize. Within the circumstance of appointment frequency, what creates your feelings about how often you are going to the doctor or a physical therapist or an eating specialist or whatever you're going to is how you are thinking about your appointment frequency. How you think about Any appointment is what is going to cause your feelings. And how do I know this is true? Because as I've coached many clients, so many of them have said, almost all of them in some variation or another, have said, I just want to have less appointments. I want to have less appointments. I don't want to see the doctor this much. If we could just get a bigger stretch of time in between appointments or graduate from eating therapy or physical therapy, I would just feel so much better. I would feel more confident that my kid is in a stable place. I would feel more accomplished as a mother. All of those things determine how I feel about myself, right? Like they're not saying that, but essentially the client is feeling that they will feel better once they have less appointments and less things to do and like more accomplished. And therefore they feel better about themselves as a mom. And I know this is not true because then the circumstance changes. They graduate from a feeding tube. They no longer need a G-tube and they get it taken out. And all of a sudden the mom is like, um, I actually am freaking out about the fact that I am now in charge of making sure they're eating enough by mouth. Or they've been seeing a doctor every three months 
And now they're on a six month schedule and they come to me and they're like, I am so scared that this is not enough. I need to see the doctor more to get that reassurance. I want to know that their oxygen saturations are where they're supposed to be. I need an echo more often. Like this is so stressful that I'm going to go without seeing anybody. Or they're like, yeah, we went through this occupational therapy thing, but there's another milestone coming up that they're not about and I don't want to have to go back, but I'm also scared that they're behind, right? So it's not the appointments. It's not the frequency of where that when they're seeing the specialists or the doctors or anybody. It is how they are thinking about the situation. And that's my specialty. This is what I do as a coach to help you see what is optional because our thoughts are not facts. Feelings are not facts. Sometimes we think like our feelings are telling us the truth and that our thoughts are just observational experiences. Like we are super objective. Like we can clearly see what's going on and our brain has like all the secret answers. And this is why it feels so true and it feels like we don't either have an op- another option. But the best part of my job is showing you all where you do have other options. Because when you see the other options you have, you see where your true authority and autonomy still lies. When you become a medical mom, some of this identity shifting experience often comes with a sense of loss of control and power. Like all of a sudden your life shifted in a very significant way. Your plans for the future shifted. Your lifestyle shifted, right? You make a ton of lifestyle changes to accommodate your child with a disability or with um, an eating problem or, you know, maybe you move. Like we moved. We lived in California for nine months to get Zola the surgeries that she needed um, for the first you know, seven months of her life and my pregnancy, you will make a lot of changes, significant changes. And that can feel very disempowering when we feel that we don't have any more control of the situation. And one way and a goal of mine as your coach is to help you see where you're not seeing your own power. And one of the easiest ways to do this is by looking at how you're thinking about your appointment frequency. Because it's very easy for you to brush this off and add on to your emotional workload without even realizing it. The time span between appointments is not creating how you feel or otherwise everyone would feel the same. I would feel the same at a six month appointment that you would feel as the same as a six month appointment. Or if we had three appointments with a physical therapist per week, we would both feel the same way. And that's just simply not how it works. I could get a three-month appointment and feel and think a certain way, and you could feel and think something completely different. And this matters because it shows you that you can decide how you want to think about your appointments or how you want to feel generally speaking about the appointments. In medical motherhood and in life in general, There are many areas where you will feel pain that is completely necessary for you to feel. There's just, 
it's just the part of life we will f- that's 50-50. We will feel positive emotions 50% of our life and we will feel negative emotions 50% of our life. You're going to experience pain in this lifetime and there are also many ways where your brain will make a really big deal and want you to feel pain that I think is just completely unnecessary. There is necessary pain. For me, this ex- the first thing example comes up is surgery. If your child has to have surgery, I want you to feel whatever emotional pain you're f- experiencing. There is some unnecessary pain when it comes to appointment frequency that I think that is like self-added. Like we are causing our own emotional suffering when we make a big deal about of things that don't actually need to be that emotionally exhausting or draining. I'm not saying that you have to feel excited about going to a physical therapist three times a week or meet on Zoom with an eating specialist or go to the cardiologist appointment every three months. I'm not saying that it has to be exciting or exhilarating or your favorite thing to do. But I am saying it also doesn't have to be overwhelming, causing a bunch of anxiety, making it the worst thing you have to do. Because you have so much more control over how you feel about the time in between appointments and how often you are going to appointments. I wonder how many times I'm going to end up saying appointments in this episode. You're not giving yourself enough credit or responsibility for how you feel. I'm going to do an entire episode on responsibility because I think it's something that is super important um, in medical motherhood. With that said, acknowledging your own responsibility and your own authority is how you become an empowered medical mom. This means you are able to see where you can control things, where you can show up differently and how you can make your life easier with less drama and less emotional up and downs as a medical mom. So there are things you won't have control over. The hospital scheduling system, like when your specific provider is going to be available, might not be something you can control. The needs of your child is not something you can necessarily control. You can impact them for sure, but it's not something that you're going to be able to say like, oh, they're definitely going to be done with physical therapy in three months. Maybe it's six months. Maybe it's five months. We don't know. And the progress of your child's health. We don't know. Maybe your child had a surgery when they were six months old and they might need one again at five years old or seven years old. But the doctor's like, yeah, sometime between five and eight or five and 10, you'll need another surgery. We don't know what that's going to look like. So you might have an appointment frequency that is pretty often until that necessary surgery happens. So when you're going into these situations, into these appointments that might be weekly or monthly or semi-annually, your brain might naturally have a default thought pattern about this circumstance. And I want you to get curious about what you are currently thinking and believing about appointment frequency, okay? This is something you got to get curious about. I want you to think about it now, but also I want you to just consider it overall. Like every time an appointment comes up, watch your brain. Every time you have to talk to a doctor or you look at your calendar and you have an appointment on the calendar, I want you to consider what comes up for you right then. What come? What are the thoughts that you're having? What are the feelings that your body is experiencing? Get curious 
right? This is a place from fascination, understanding, and compassion, not like fear. We don't want to be like, oh my gosh, what am I thinking? Like, what am I secretly doing or thinking that's causing me all this pain? No, 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 no. Your brain is doing what brains do. There's no judgment. There's no shame. There's no guilt. Not allowed in my house. I'm going to teach you how not to feel those things when you come and coach with me. I want you to come from a sense of love and understanding and being on your side. We're having our own backs here. We are not going to be another added source of pain in our life. And it's important that you realize that you can be on your side and not be permissive. You can be on your side without making yourself do nothing. In fact, it's the best way to have sustainable changes in your life. And it just feels so much better to love yourself and to think of yourself from a kinder perspective. Um, anyway, so when you're getting curious about your appointments and thoughts about your appointments, and I just want to clarify that thoughts are sentences in your brain. When you think something that's a sentence in your brain, your brain thinks it's very objective and like so professor-like of like, oh, look at the world. That's my professor accent, apparently. Um, your brain thinks it's just telling you the news that it's like, these are the facts. But I want you to get from that observational perspective, that curiosity is like, how interesting that my brain is thinking this thought, this sentence it's observing the circumstance, like we have an appointment every day this week. What are my thoughts about that? And be interested in yourself and be curious about it and understand that the thoughts are not facts. Okay. And that's where we can get really factual, right? We want to get factual and be like, what are the facts? And what are my current default thinking about the appointment frequency I'm experiencing? And then the question becomes, do you want to feel that way? Because if you don't want to feel that way, there are plenty of other options available to you. You don't have to feel empowered about the appointments to feel empowered overall. It's not about trying to be forced ex excitement or happiness or joy when you don't feel like that's authentic because it's not about creating inauthentic feelings or forcing yourself to feel a certain way or be positive because this is not that. I want to get very clear. This is not me telling you to just think positive about your appointments. I want you to get actually honest with yourself. Do I want to feel this way about my appointments? And if I don't, I actually have the ability to change that, which I think is pretty damn cool. It is about owning the responsibility that you do have the option of creating a different experience for yourself. Because when you go to an appointment and you are thinking thoughts like, this is way too much, I can't do this, I hate this, everyone sucks, I hate hospital staff, I hate the drive, blah, 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 blah. Like constant, constant negative stream of thinking creates anxiety, overwhelm, frustration, anger, resentment the list can go on and on. This creates an entirely different experience if you were to be intentional about what you thought about every aspect of your appointment experience. And overall, you are creating an entirely different experience. You create it. Not the appointments, not the drive, not the traffic, not your child. You are the creator of how you experience the appointments, which is 
a superpower when it comes to medical motherhood, because we go to a lot of appointments. I remember that appointments used to be extremely draining and I would just be like really grumpy and negative and pouty and um, like not even sad, just like it just resisted the whole experience, which made me very and also I was just like harboring a lot of fear, like it was just like unprocessed fear and it just made the experience really negative, like just overall bad vibes. And now I go to appointments with such a different headspace. I'm not necessarily excited. I'm not necessarily happy, but I'm in a much more ironically positive space, like not positive as in like I'm thinking positive, but I'm just in a more open, peaceful, calm state, which is way better than in the past where I have tried to force positivity and it just defaulted into an even more extreme experience of feeling negative emotion like it bounced back way on the other side so I just want to keep repeating that it's not about like oh this is going to be the best ever and everything's going to go perfectly fine and nothing bad will ever happen and blah 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 we're not thinking that way we're just trying to find this place where you can feel really good about what you want to feel and Here is how I would suggest you doing that. It starts by getting curious about yourself and asking yourself lots of questions. Self-inquiry is the basis of good growth and coaching. So we want to start answering these questions honestly. And if we don't know the answer right away, that's okay. But it's something to consider and kind of mull over as you go throughout your day or on a walk or even as you're going to another appointment. So if you could feel anything about your weekly appointments, about your three-month appointments, or your yearly annual appointment, what would that be? What would you choose to feel? Don't think about your past experiences. Don't think about the future. Just think about currently. How would you want to feel? And you don't have to choose excitement or happy just because you think that's how you're supposed to feel. So many people are like, well, I guess I should think like I should feel strong or positive or And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, you're just saying what you think you should say. You're saying what you think you should say in front of other people (laughs) because you're afraid of other people is going to hear you and you want to make sure you sound like a good mom or a good caregiver or whatever. No, I'm asking you, what is the best emotion for you to try to generate so that you have a overall more empowering experience than what you're currently having? Or maybe a better feeling overall, better vibe, something that doesn't cause so much anxiety leading up to the appointment or after the appointment. Because I'm going to talk about this in a minute, like you may have a lot of strong emotions after the appointment, but that doesn't mean you have to have it be a big deal either, right? We can add that into the process. Um, But you want to get a specific kind of feeling that you want. And maybe you can't name it right away. But you do want to really consider that. And um, you also want to ask yourself, okay, so once you have an emotion, I'm going to choose acceptance because I think that's the closest word to what I feel. It's not probably exactly it because there is this, I think, underlying barrier between what our bodies feel and what our brain can generate. There's always going to be this kind of lack But 
I think acceptance is that closest word. Like I've just really learned how to accept appointments and be really open to all the things I feel and still feeling like I can handle feeling the feelings. So once you have an emotion you want to feel, then you need to ask yourself, what would I need to believe in order to feel this way? Which means what thoughts, aka sentences in your mind, need to occur for me to experience that emotion? So what thoughts help me feel acceptance? And it's okay if you don't know right away. I'm going to actually take you through this exercise. So maybe you don't know right away um, what thoughts you would have to think, or it feels like really robotic. And it might feel a little bit robotic, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I think thought work and managing your brain is a little bit robotic at first because we're not taught how to manage our brains. Um. So just try feeling the emotion you want to feel first, right? Sit wherever you are, whether you're in your car or on a walk or whatever. Just try to generate that emotion or maybe take some time today and just like sit down and be like, what does acceptance feel like in my body? What sensations would I feel if I felt that emotion right now? And for me, it's just like a release of tension. I want you to describe it to yourself. Whatever the word is, I'm going to use obviously, um, acceptance. But when I'm thinking of acceptance, I just feel like a release of tension. I relax. My stomach is not tight. My jaw is not tight. My shoulders are relaxed. And I think it's like the opposite of control, right? Like it's not trying to be defensive. I guess it's the opposite of defensive because when we are defensive, when we're on the defense of like anticipating something bad, We're trying to control everything in between. Like I'm trying to anticipate this so I can control my reaction or control something that is completely out of my control. So it's the opposite of that experience, which is like ease, comfort, at peace, and just kind of really open to whatever's coming, the necessary important information that whatever provider is going to give me. And then we can play with whatever you described, the emotion you want to generate. So for acceptance, I have a release of tension, I'm relaxed, I'm letting go of control. So then we play with this description to come up with thoughts like, I release my expectations, right? A release of tension is often a release of what we expect to happen, whether that's negative or positive. Um, I let go of what I thought I couldn't control. Hey, I thought I could control how many times I saw the doctor and I was completely wrong. I'm just going to let go of what I thought I could control. And it's not that positive of a thought, right? This is what I mean by I'm not just telling you to think positive things. These things are just kind of (laughs) somewhat sad. I release all my expectations. Initially, you're like a little bit disappointed that this is actually helpful. That's how I always think. I need to do a podcast on this. I have so many ideas. I need to do a podcast on the fact that like most solutions to our problems are initially a little bit disappointing because they're not what we want it to be. We want it to be easy and happy and taste good and feel good and just be really nice and easy and comfortable because that's what our brain's default mode is. But in reality, in real life, the solutions are a little bit annoying and a little bit lack, they lack luster. Is that how you say it? Lackluster? It's lackluster or does it lackluster? I don't know how to say that phrase. Um, 
it's just not as shiny and as pretty as what we hoped it would be. And so thoughts like I release my expectations, I let go of what I could control. This is what my child needs right now. I am willing to do this. I'm willing to show up and advocate. Those all bring me so much more calm and peace and relaxation than any positive mantra I've ever tried. So it's really important to do the work for yourself because my thoughts are going to be a bit different than your thoughts. And your self-generated thinking is going to be the most helpful for your brain. But by all means, if any of this relates, I want you to take every sentence possible and use it to help bring more relaxation and more um, peacefulness to yourself. Um, how you think about the appointment frequency has a direct impact on how you experience the appointment frequency. And this is going to take some practice. It's it's a skill. It's not this overnight sensation. I'm not giving you a magic pill. I'm not giving you a overnight success story. What I'm giving you are the tools to help build a muscle in your brain to think on purpose. And it is a skill. And you will be really good at it in one area. And then all of a sudden you're trying to like think on purpose in a different area, maybe with a relationship or weight loss or like organizing your house. My house, this is like my biggest issue. Like I'm just like, I'm always like, oh, I want to organize my house. I'm going to get really for real on it (laughs) this year. And it requires me to be very intentional about my thoughts. And for some reason, I have so much resistance to this. So if you have the resistance, it's not a sign that you're broken. It's not a sign that you should stop. It's not a sign that you should quit and that you're shitty or whatever. It's just a normal human brain having resistance to change. And so don't freak out about it. Just come and coach with me because I will 100% help you through it. And you can cry. You can feel so sad and it's okay because sometimes we just have to cry through it. And it's so helpful to have someone that holds space for you. I'm not afraid of any emotion that you bring. And I can help you process through those and look at your brain from a loving, open place. What will stop you from feeling the emotions you want to feel are for sure thoughts that start in comparison. This is the one thing that I think you should be aware of when you have appointment frequency is starting to compare to other families or other kids with your child's similar health condition or diagnosis. Things that you think like, I will feel better when we have a different amount of appointments or families with less appointments have better lives than I do, easier life than I do, better life than I do, whatever, like You fill in the blank with whatever your current thought is, but comparing yourself to other families with different kids does not change your child's needs. It doesn't change your situation at all. It only adds to your emotional workload. Comparison is a freaking waste of time when it comes to this area. Evaluating and comparison can be a useful tool when it's used properly. In this space, most people do not use comparison properly. Most people are just using it from a place of jealousy and judgment and self-loathing. And so it just drains your energy. And I highly recommend you quit immediately. And if you can't, come see me because this is something we can fix. Um, You can decide right now that appointments are part of your life. It's just a part of your life. Just like going to the doctor for yourself or going to the dentist, it's just part of your life. Or um, I don't know what is going to part of your life. Going to the grocery store, that's a part of reality, right? 
Okay, it's not the perfect analogy because you can't get groceries delivered, but we can do virtual appointments. So there's somewhat of an overlap, I guess. It just came off the top of my brain. Anyway, you can decide right now that appointments are just a normal part of your life and you are going to show up at them, you and your partner, right? Maybe it's your responsibility in your family. Maybe it's your partner. Maybe you guys do it 50-50, but you are going to show up at them and how you show up is up to you. Again, you don't have to be excited about it, but you also don't have to be overwhelmed either. And there is this middle ground that I want you guys to discover. And that starts by doing this work and asking your questions. It all depends on how willing you are to think intentionally and move through that resistance, move through the discomfort of thinking new things and being more responsible for your brain. When you're thinking intentionally about the appointments, you also start bringing up thoughts about your child, about yourself, and about your ability to handle the information you gather from the appointments. So that's why I want you to for sure listen to appointment anxiety if you haven't. But overall, this is an accumulation of skills that you need in that medical mom toolbox. Learning how to allow your emotions to be felt and processed is part of the skill set when handling appointments. And emotions will definitely happen. They're going to come up. Fear, nervousness, um, frustration, maybe miscommunication. I drove all the way to a dentist appointment and totally forgot Zola needed antibiotics because we weren't even doing anything surgical, but just in case we were going to do it before the cleaning and totally forgot. And the doctor was like, yeah, I don't feel comfortable. Let's reschedule. Totally blipped on that. But I didn't beat myself up. I just didn't care. I said, okay, whatever. It's not worth my time to be so upset and beat myself up. I like to laugh. So I w- it was more like, oh, mom brain, like whoop-de-doo, like who cared? But I did not think about it twice after that. I was just like, okay, whatever. I drove in my car for 45 minutes. Not a big deal. It's all done. I'm going to move on. Because when I've beat myself up in the past for appointment mistakes or miscommunications, it's just not worth my energy And I didn't realize there was another option. I didn't realize that I could just not make it a big deal. It can be neutral. Other times you might leave an appointment and really need to cry. You might need some time to process the information you gathered. You might need to feel disappointed. You might need to experience the sensations of the emotion that comes up. And Perhaps when you, um, well, first there's this idea that negative emotions are something you have to get over, right? So like there's this resistance to the negative emotion because negative emotion is a sign that you're doing something wrong and you should get back to your baseline of feeling positive or whatever. It's not something you have to get, get over or think through logically. The only way to process them is to feel them without judgment, And that means you can just cry without thinking twice about it. There are multiple times I'm a crier. I cry when I'm frustrated. I cry when I'm sad. I don't cry in front of other people generally, but I do cry by myself or when I'm arguing with Jeff, like it just happens. And I've learned to not resist it and just let myself cry. And then as soon as I'm done, dumb, as soon as I'm done, I just soothe myself and I'm like, it's all right. Like everything's okay. And let's pick ourselves up and move on. Like, 
sometimes you just need to cry and you don't have to overanalyze it. You don't have to like question it. You don't have to like think, oh, why did I cry for that long? I'm so dumb. Like this is so unnecessary. Like blah, 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 blah. I cried too hard. I should cry softer. Like our brain comes up with so many different reasons for judging ourselves right? Like we shouldn't be sobbing. We should be like having a little trickle of a tear. I had that thought, like, why am I sobbing over this? This is so unnecessary. And then I'm like, oh, I'm just judging myself again for something that is so okay. There's no reason not to cry. I'm just allowed to cry, right? I want you to be considerate of this part when you're thinking intentionally about appointment frequency, Maybe you're going to a lot of appointments and you're getting told a lot of different things about your child and you just want to cry. Just cry. So there's some times where you can intentionally think about this. Like, I will allow the discomfort of the appointment, right? That's an intentional thought that will keep you open to that part of the process. Or I am capable of feeling disappointed even though I don't like it. I'm capable of feeling awkward when I'm asking for a lot of different accommodations for my schedule. I'm capable of not having closure. This is something I will probably do another episode on because it's something people ask me about a lot. And it's something I have noticed a lot of medical moms hold out for based off of something that they will get from a doctor, right? Like as soon as we finish up this surgery, I'm going to get closure and it doesn't happen. Or after we finish physical therapy, I will finally have closure I need. No, it doesn't happen then either. Closure is something that I think so many medical moms are seeking from outside sources. And I'm of the belief that closure, if desired, is something you can create, but it is not necessary at all to feel better. Because in my opinion, closure just doesn't really exist for a lot of things. There's always an open-ended answer There's never this concrete fact in our life for the things we want closure around. There are facts and there's statistics in the sense of like statistics being facts, which then again is still subjective in terms of how you interpret things. At the end of the day, an appointment, a surgery, a physical therapist, a statistic is not going to bring you closure. Closure is going to come from how you are thinking about the future and how you're thinking about your child's health condition or stability or the real emotions and decisions you are facing because many of you are facing really tough situations and medical motherhood forces you to think about death and quality of life and these they make you grapple with really serious things and it's important to look at our brain and like build a foundation of skills so we can handle the fear we can handle these tough situations and lessen the emotional load when we're in those situations that really do have a lot of necessary pain attached to them okay so the answer to the questions that I've presented in this episode are really how you can create an overall experience for yourself through all the appointments that you go through. So I really hope that you talk to yourself, write them down in a journal, 
think about them. And if you have questions, send me a DM or you can join the Facebook group I've created, which will be also linked in the show notes. And I'm going to be posting the questions over there, I think in like a more workbook type format, like a exercise sheet. And you can print it out and be able to answer yourself those questions. So I'll have that up sometime this week. And um, thank you so much for being here. And I look forward to this new year and all the things I have planned. I'm going to see you next week. Bye-bye. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Medical motherhood doesn't come with a manual, but I've created the next best thing. My one-on-one coaching program offers all the support and strategies you need to handle all the things that come up for us medical moms. Click the link in the show notes to schedule your free consultation to see how coaching can help you take everything from the podcast to the next level. You'll get free coaching and I'll take great care of you. I'll see you there.